Hello, and welcome back to our Transformation by Truth podcast feature week. Seven days dedicated to sharing the foundation of our transformation process. My name is Deal Anderson. I am the founder of Pinnacle Holiness Ministries and the chief officer of this podcast. Now, I'm excited for those of you who are still with us after the first two days of this feature week. Trust me, I know our ministry is not for everyone because not everyone loves the truth as much as we do. And that's what separates us from those who are perishing, our love for the truth. Now, I hope you're prepared because today we're going to execute our first deep dive into the word of truth and reveal a great deal about our fundamental beliefs. Let's get started. Now, first off, I want to remind everyone that this podcast has been created by the men and women of Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries, a ministry dedicated to revealing the legendary path known as the way of holiness. Now, Isaiah 35, 8 reveals, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. Now, here's a very important takeaway I want you all to get. The scriptures reveal that the way of holiness is the only path that leads to everlasting life. Thus, you'll find the primary goal of our ministry is to reveal the way of holiness to men and women who have been chosen to join us in the work we have established, starting with this pivotal feature week and going into 2022. Now, without further ado, I will commence with our feature presentation and intro to Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries and our Transmission by Truth podcast day three. Now, the title of today's podcast is A Deep Dive into Our Beliefs, Part One. And we'll be covering these objectives, our fundamental beliefs, the seven pillars of our beliefs, growth, mastery, and purpose as the three categories of our beliefs. Now, let's start by discussing our fundamental beliefs. We believe in the Father's will and its role as the baseline of our progressive and momentary salvation. Now, Matthew 7, 21 reveals, not everyone who says to me, master, master, shall enter into the reign of the heavens, but he who is doing the desire of my Father in the heavens. Now, in addition to being the baseline of our current realization of salvation, the Father's will is the only script we will be assessed by at the judgment, and we must master his will if we are to inherit everlasting life. Therefore, the Father's will is the center of our life and the foundation of our purpose. We believe in Yahushua Messiah, the only brought forth son of Elohim, our example of perfection, and the spiritual model by which we are transformed. And as this transformation is the Father's will, we cannot be saved without it. Now John 3.16 says, For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish but possess everlasting life. Now here's a question. What does it mean to believe in Yahushua Messiah? The answer, 
Belief in Yahushua Messiah is revealed by your ability to do similar works and to consistently guard his commands. John 14, 12 is revealing, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these he shall do, because I go to my Father. Now John 14, 13 through 15 says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I shall do, in order that the Father might be esteemed in the Son. If you ask whatever in my name, I shall do it. If you love me, you shall guard my commands. We believe in the set-apart spirit of Elohim as a vehicle of power, balance, and perfection, which empowers us to do all things through Messiah and a guide which leads us into progressive truth. John 16, 13 reveals that when he comes, the spirit of the truth he shall guide you into all the truth, for he shall not speak from himself, but whatever he hears, he shall speak, and he shall announce to you what is to come. We also believe many have been called to the eternal salvation, but only a faithful few will obtain it. Only a few will be chosen. Matthew 20:16 says, Thus the last shall be first, and the first last, for many are called, but few chosen. Our ministry is for the chosen. It is for those who are willing to deny themselves during this life so they can have everlasting life. Matthew 16, 24 to 25 is revealing. Then Yahushua said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his stake and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. We do not believe in organized religion orchestrated and run by unqualified men. Rather, we believe in the dynamic moving of the set-apart spirit orchestrated by Elohim and executed by men and women he has chosen. For this cause, we are an unaffiliated, independent spiritual body, an extension of the invisible assembly of Yahushua Messiah, and an association which has been formed for a specific purpose at a specific time in our world's history. We are not into numbers, although the Spirit has confirmed there are thousands of men and women like us all over the world, and the Father has chosen many of them to be part of our ministry. Now, in the spiritual sphere, Quality far exceeds quantity, for the word of truth reveals the value of one who is qualified is far greater than the value of 1,000 who are not, and the value of two is far greater than the value of 10,000. Thus, we have been commanded to focus on quality and not quantity. Now, we do not put community above growth. We believe in both but we will never compromise the spiritual viability and development of our congregation to increase its size. We desire a progressive spiritual community above all. Now, we do not believe in eternal security, but in a progressive conditional salvation in which we gradually unlock the powers of the spirit 
as we progressively master the Father's will and are transformed into the image and likeness of our master. We do not condone any manner of sin, for sin is the most destructive spiritual force of all time. And thus, by the powers of the set-apart spirit, we resist sin in every form and on every front, for we have overcome sin in our lives, and you can too. Now let's move on to discuss the seven pillars of our beliefs. Now, the sum of our beliefs are founded upon seven pillars. These seven pillars are the seven primary expressions of the Father's will and the greatest pieces of evidence we can offer as his children. Now, they are also the tools we have used to build this ministry. Now, these seven pillars are effectual prayer, effectual fasting, focus, dominion, authority, power, and dedication. Now, the growth pillars are effectual prayer, effectual fasting, and focus. The mastery pillars are dominion, authority, and power. And the singular purpose pillar is dedication. Now, let's start by discussing effectual prayer. James 5, 16 is revealing, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another so that you are healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous one accomplishes much. Elias was a man with feelings like us, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the land brought forth its fruit. Now, effectual prayer is a lifestyle illustrated by men and women who possess an effective and operational line of communication with the kingdom of heaven and the Father's blessing to routinely make requests which constantly generate the desired results. Now, an, effect, an effective an operational line of communication is A, always on and always working, and B, used often because it is the life source of the enterprise. Now, the fact that effectual prayer constantly generates a desired result makes it the highest order of prayer. And the Father's desire is for all who have been called to ascend to the spiritual levels required to engage him in effectual prayer. Now, as you can see by the graphic I'm showing here, the pinnacle of prayer begins with the receiving of the Spirit, which allows us to establish a consistent prayer life, which over time translates into a progressive prayer life, which in the end becomes an effectual prayer life. And here's a question. How is it possible to generate the desired results every time you pray? What does it take to achieve this model of prayer? The answer, it takes a lot, but ultimately it takes a man or woman who has a devoted relationship with the Father and intimate knowledge of his will. Now, the only way to pray effectual prayer is to ensure your prayers are aligned with the Father's will, a feat which requires you to merge your will with the Father's will. 
Now, this act of unification will ensure the Father agrees with your prayer before the prayer is ever made. Now, truly, there is a terrific amount of spiritual development and growth you must experience to ascend to this level of prayer where you are in constant agreement with the Father. And you will if you follow the teaching and training we are providing in our ministry. Moving on, let's now discuss effectual fasting. Matthew 17, 14 through 16 is revealing. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Master, have compassion on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers badly, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they were unable to heal him. And Yahushua answering said, O generation, unbelieving and perverted, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And when Yahushua rebuked the demon, and he came out of him, and the child was healed from that hour. Then the disciples came to Yahushua by himself and said, Why were we unable to cast him out? And Yahushua said to them, because of your unbelief, for truly I say to you, if you have belief as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it shall move, and no matter shall be impossible for you. But this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. Now, there are many situations in our lives which cannot be resolved with prayer alone. These situations also require effectual fasting. And in these occasions, our fasting is what makes our prayer effectual. Now, like effectual prayer, effectual fasting is a lifestyle depicted by an effective and operational line of communication in which the Spirit directs us to fast, provides the strength to complete the fast, and qualifies our fast as effectual. Now, if the Spirit does not direct your fast, you will fail to know, A, when the Father desires you to fast, and B, the manner of fast he desires you to complete. And in this scenario, you will execute a fast which is ineffectual, and this will work to decrease your faith in the effectiveness of fasting. Isaiah 58, 5 says, Is it a fast that I have chosen? a day for a man to afflict his being? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Do you call this a fast and an acceptable day to Yahuwah? Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loosen the tight cords of wrongness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to exempt the oppressed and to break off every yoke? Now, another downfall of fasting without being led by the Spirit is the real possibility of physical harm. So please, take my advice and do not fast unless the Spirit is leading you to fast. And if you are not sure, err on the side of caution and do not fast. Rather, pray for direction and then act. Notwithstanding, you will be able to endure any Spirit-led fast for the Spirit will provide you the strength you need to accomplish it. 
Now, upon directing us and providing us the strength to complete our fast, the spirit will qualify our fast and allow it to be used to accomplish the objective of our prayer. Now, like effectual prayer, there is a terrific amount of spiritual development and growth you must experience to ascend to this level of fasting. And like effectual prayer, you will, if you follow the teaching and training we are providing in our ministry. Let's keep going and move on to our next topic, which is focus. Isaiah 26, three through five is revealing, the one steadfast of mind you guard in perfect peace, for he trusts in you. Trust in Yahuwah forever, for in Yah is a rock of ages, for he shall bring down those who dwell on high. He lays the exalted city low. He lays it low to the earth. He brings it down to the dust. Philippians 4, 6-7 also says, Do not worry at all, but in every matter, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to Elohim. And the peace of Elohim, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Messiah Yahushua. For the rest, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is righteous, whatever is clean, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these. Now, along with prayer and fasting, focus is the primary requirement for spiritual growth. For we are, at all times, increasing towards a point of our focus. Ergo, it is impossible to grow in the spirit if we are not focused on the Father's will and seeking those things above. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 reads, If then you were raised with Messiah, seek those things which are above where Messiah is, seated at the right hand of Elohim. Mind the matters above, not those on the earth, for you have died, and your life has been hidden with Messiah and Elohim. Now, there are only two directions in the spiritual sphere of existence, increase and decrease, i.e. progress and regression. Now, as progress and regression are the only two long-term directions we can experience, there exists no level of stagnation in the spiritual sphere or spirit dimension. Therefore, anyone who is not in a steady state of spiritual progress is by default in regression. Now here lies a huge problem. That is, it is exponentially more difficult to make progress after you have regressed in any way. For regression only hardens the spiritual deficits and gaps which made your initial attempts at progress difficult in the first place. Now, it is impossible to manifest the Father's will in your life if you are routinely experiencing regression. And there is a point in this cycle of perpetual backsliding in which the Spirit will leave you to your own vices. Now, the solution to avoiding this calamity is simple. Always stay focused on the Father's will. If you do, your superior focus, joint with prayer and fasting, will empower you to overcome every obstacle on your path 
and experience constant spiritual increase. Now, like effectual prayer and fasting, there is a terrific amount of spiritual development and growth you must experience to ascend to this level of focus. And like effectual prayer and fasting, you will if you follow the teaching and training we are providing in our ministry. Now, in summary of today's podcast, we discussed our fundamental beliefs, the seven pillars of our beliefs, the three growth pillars, which are effectual prayer, effectual fasting and focus, and we introduced the mastery pillars and the purpose pillar. So here's what's next. As we've completed day three of our feature week, part one, a deep dive into our beliefs, day four will be part two of a deep dive into our beliefs. Again, continuing with, with what is next in this podcast series. If the spirit is still leading you and you agree with what you heard in today's podcast, I invite you to take the next step and listen to day four of this feature week. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnaclepointus.com and we will respond to you as soon as we can. Thank you.